Welcome to another edition of Divine Warrior Ninjutsu Podcast. I am your host, Shihan Jason Steves, for January 2019. This is going to be your best year yet. Episode 14. Here we go. Tell me. Can any of you think of something? Don't say what it is. Popsicle. Don't say what it is. Can any of you think of anything in your life that you know is ethically wrong? Daddy. That you do anyway. <laughs> I was going to say, electing Justin Trudeau. <laughs> I said, don't say what it is, but you're absolutely <coughs> right. This is because it might be something really bad. So, Do you know of anything in your life that is morally, ethically wrong, but you do it anyway? Mm-hmm. Or maybe you struggle with mm-hmm. There's got to be. Otherwise, you're basically saying you're perfect. But I am. <laughs> I am perfect, but I can think of some things that other people have problems with. No, I'm saying that you know are ethically wrong. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Like maybe smoking. I was going to say... Which is not bad. Can I say what I was going to say? Not that bad, I guess, but... Smoker. No, don't say what it is. I don't care. You don't want to hear it. Okay. I was going to say something. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're That's talking about people that were perfect. It's like, I thought I was wrong once, but turned out I was wrong. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> Not just once. If you're unmarried. A or B, would you say you were a good spouse or a bad spouse? Or maybe if you're in a relationship, are you in a good spouse? Are you good to them? Or bad oh, to no, them. So she's got a two-year-old kid. She's married. What more do I? Maybe you shouldn't know? even answer this one. I was going to say. Just think. <laughs> in reality, everybody should say both. Of what? Yes and no. In some areas and in other areas, maybe. If that's what you mean. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, like, again, it goes back to that nobody's perfect. So yeah. everybody is both positive and negative. It's just, are you more positive? Or are you more negative? Yeah, that's my light, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> my down here. If you have children, or assuming, let's pretend you have children. Have yeah. She has, yeah, she has a two-year-old. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> Is he wearing a green belt right now? He's like, what? Oh, fuck <laughs> off. If you have children, just maybe even don't even say yes or no to this out loud, but think about it. Do you love your children with all your heart? Yes or no? My cat. Or if you did, would you? Mr. Do you love your cat with all your heart? Yes. Fuck, I told you I'd kill you if you have I fucking will. I will murder you. I know you don't, but at least you're not going to beat him. Should you, yes or no? Should you spend free time with your family? No. 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 My family's American, so we're like... Okay. Yes or no, should you spare household responsibilities with your spouse or girlfriend? Yeah, Denise, should Jason share household responsibilities? (laughs) Should Jason delegate household responsibilities? See, I don't... Giving someone a task and doing the task with them, those are two different (laughs) things. Yeah. Yes, 100%, 50-50. Are you you planning to? I know. Not this week. We're gold. Next week's combo consultant. I'm going to talk to you about that. <laughs> We're gonna be down there, I don't know. Um, well, I do for two days. Fucking. How many hours a week would you consider you to be full time work? I would have been none the wiser. What? Full time a week? How 30. many hours a week would you consider to be full time work? 44. 30. 50. 44. 60. Because that's when you hit overtime. So. What? 60. Why do you say that? Because that's what you work. <laughs> yeah. Is I hit overtime as soon as well, I end that's my what shift I try to and work. I have to do anything extra. I don't always succeed. Or before. So Legally in Canada, it's 40. It's 38, actually. It's 60, actually. No. What? 38 is the minimum requirement to be considered. Legally in Canada. You're wrong. The reason I say 60 is because back, way back, like say 2,000 years ago, in the year zero. <laughs> uh, oh, the Jack Black movie, right. Okay, yeah. From oh yeah, from a farmer's perspective, they would work from sun up to sundown, which is about ten hours a day, six days a week. They'd take one day off, which is how many hours a week? Uh, thirty-seven. Uh, which happens to be full-time work if you're a landscaper. Six so. days a week and it's twenty-four okay. hours yeah. in a day, so that's yeah. six times twenty-four. 
That's a really big number. Yeah. Something like 59 <laughs> or something. I have not enough fingers to figure it out. Should you have... How should I word this? Uh, should you have conjugal time with your family? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's the right word to use. Yeah, okay, we'll skip that. How about... When someone's in jail. Should you act... If you have to deal with your children... Should you act in anger? No, that's what Uncle Jordan's job is. Obviously. Right, kiddo? Yeah. If you're getting angry, if you're getting to a point where you're angry, what, what should you do? What could you do? Tell your kid the climb. No, not related to your kid, no. Oh. Just anger in general. <laughs> right? Maybe if you're the kind that turns into the Hulk. I roll a spliff, man. <laughs> you what? A spliff, it's tobacco and... Marijuana mixed together. It's called No, that's if you smoke it as a single hitter. <laughs> okay. Oh, that must be the other person I know in prison calling me. Thought you were gonna turn that off. Yeah, I was too. It's a good thing I didn't. Okay, last one. Let's put it this way. If you were getting to a, like a scale of one to ten in anger scale, what could you do to lower your arousal level? Your arousal level. Told them I'm moving out by the end of the month. So we'll see what place I find. You know what I mean? That, that depends well, on the situation and how you respond to things. Um, how about yeah, yeah. your girlfriend? You just oh, here's one. You just caught your girlfriend cheating. Or boyfriend. Wow, that is probably. So what would you do to lower... We're not talking about revenge yet. There is no lowering. What would you do to lower? There, there is no... Oh, I would okay. kill him. My Someone cut you off in traffic then. Why him? Someone cut you off in traffic. We'll discuss or this your later. best friend stole your best studded... Did you use your strap on? Yes. Diamond ring. That's not the point. The point is what, what could you do to lower your arousal level? In a martial arts context, What could this I do important. to lower it? Yeah, stab how, how, them repeatedly until I feel no. better about myself. No, martial arts. You go train, practice. In a mar okay, you think that was alright for you? I'll by yourself. Just After a little while, it's either going to lower you, yeah. or you're going to pass out because you're too tired. So yeah, okay, okay, that's a valid answer. Then. So I would that probably, you take out something similar. Stream Any physical energy exercise will calm you. Yes, that's true. Splitting wood was one I used to use when I was a kid. That's a good one. What a positive yeah. way to look at something. Take your frustration out world. Non. He's people. always in another world. It's a good thing I don't have it. Okay. It's also why I used to keep a punching bag hung in the basement. So yeah. yeah. A lot of people went to a party with her and she became Take a pillow and just smash. The punching bag worked out better because then I wouldn't put holes in the wall. Do not hit a beach ball with a steel bat. I met someone named Kayla. Wow, you're squishing my leg. No. You're gonna get fucking kicked. It's going to feel really bad, and you're going to have to keep going. You can't just give up. You can't just give up in life. Don't fucking lie to yourself. That's the most important thing in life I can tell you. Do not fucking lie to yourself. Surround yourself with people that are like-minded, that want to see success. Not fake success, but real fucking success. Just become comfortable with yourself. Become better every day. Work for it. Be confident. While everybody else is clubbing and hanging out, you got your focus right. Working my ass off every day. Every fucking day. There's another level to this shit. There's another level to this shit. Keep complaining. You can sit on the pity potty all you want. Everybody's been through some shit. And it all sets you back. It's a setback for a setup. You will grow through what you go through. You will grow through what you go through. The question, the question is, are you willing to go through it? When you're going through some shit, you don't stand still. You keep going. You grow through it. You're still alive and still on this earth, even though it's been challenging and rough. And sometimes you get discouraged and uninspired to keep going. You do have a choice. You do have a choice.
whatever, whatever you aspire to be in life, you need to give everything you have. You gotta sacrifice, you gotta make sacrifices. If this is something that you truly want, this is, this is your goal, this is your dream, and this is what you want out of life, then guess what? You have to fucking make it work. You have to sacrifice shit. That's the way life works. And there's nothing that feels better than succeeding in your ultimate goal, your ultimate dream. Nothing feels better than that. shit in life holds you back, you know, the shit happens all the time, it fucking pulls back, you know, pulls down, but you gotta keep fighting, you gotta keep fighting and moving forward, and shit happens in life, but what do you do, you fucking find a way, you know, you find a way, and uh, that's what life's about, is, you know, finding that way, and uh, just not letting anything take you down. Don't find excuses, don't be a pussy. Don't do that to yourself. Don't sell yourself short. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. This is uh, Bujin News. May I ask you some questions? Tell me. <laughs> do you cry? All the time. <laughs> Why do you cry, sir? Because I have nothing in my life to not cry for. <laughs> do you think it's healthy to cry or to hold it in? Which is healthier? Whatever makes you go into a blinded rage faster. <laughs> Fair enough. Thank you very much, sir, for your opinion. No as, as wrong as it is. <laughs> you have to want the success in the gym as, one as, you, as much as you want to breathe. If it's like breathing to you, you'll find a way to get it done. But if you want something bad enough, if you want something bad enough, you can't let anybody tell you you can't do something. Not even yourself. You've got to want it as bad as you want to breathe. You've got to be a little bit crazy. You've got to be a little bit, you have an insane switch. That's what it takes. And if you want it that bad, if you're willing to give it that much, you get a big piece of what you want. But the belief system you have to have. If you expect to lose, you will. I did fail a lot of days. A lot of days I failed ridiculously bad. I did. But you know, what are you going to do? You're going to just stay down? The only difference and the only way to go is up. Once you go down, you got to get up. You got to get up. You got to get up. Attitude will take you further than any talent or genetics you have. Attitude is everything.
think a lot of bodybuilding is mental toughness and, and who can withstand the most. I believe you have to believe. You have to believe you can. You can. In fact, in fact, find your impossible. What's impossible in your life? Go after that. Have that. Go after what's impossible. What is it you think is impossible? You could never quite grasp. That's what you can, that's what you have to go after. Expect big things. Think big. Think big. And dreams do come true. Anything you want can happen and become a reality. You don't have the dream, man, you're, you're dead. When you believe something and you put the energy out to the world, to the universe, you get it back. Boom! What is your opinion on praying in public? I think it would be great if everybody did it. <laughs> mm -hmm. But you get a little embarrassed, so you probably most generally don't do it often, or most people would shy away from it. Yeah, a lot of people do. So I'm assuming you're referring to religious praying, as opposed to praying on something like your... Uh, stealing from somebody or something like that. Ha 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 ha! Funny. <laughs> Do you pray? You mean like praying on innocent people? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, in public? <laughs> well, even then, you should pray on people in private if they know you're there. Um. Myself, I don't. I don't think I pray in public too much. Like I don't. I remember once a long time ago, I was in a food court with somebody who normally prayed, or they came from a religious family, and they said, do you do grace before your food? And when I grew up, we didn't really do that. So I was like, no, not really. But my first thought was, you mean in public, right here? It's like, hell no. <laughs> I've kind of gotten over that since then, but I still don't really do it in public unless there's a purpose. Like, I'll do it in church, and I'll do it in if I'm led to do it in front of a group. In fact, I I said I used to start classes with prayer. I just kind of, I've forgotten. I used to forget more often and then I just stopped doing it. But not on purpose, it's just, it just kind of disappeared. Anything else? Why are you embarrassed to pray in public if, if someone were embarrassed? Uh, why? Yeah. People uh, don't all have the same views as myself, so... Judgment. Judgment, yeah. Criticism. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, to each their own. I don't care if somebody prays in public. I'm not going to do, but then again, there's also a church every... 150 feet normally, so yeah. you can usually find a place to pray if you don't want to be out in public. Yeah, that's true. Even you know on what? the campus, we have a chapel that's open every day of the week. Interesting. It's not a religious it's institution. A, on the religious, there's no. no set religion to it. Just anybody who wants to pray can go in and pray. It is but I'm at the university as a whole. No. It's not really a no. religious, okay. No, just yeah. every university has a chapel. Acadia has a theology department that's yeah. a little different, but they do have a full-fledged chapel, same as any other campus. And any hospital does too. Yeah, yep. hospitals all have chapels. So I almost uh, worked there once. I almost became 
the what do you call him? The guy. The guy. The man. Uh, Padre. I think they were calling it Padre. Padre there at the time. Chaplain. Chaplain. Yeah, that's. I think most of the time, if it's a non-denomination, it's just chaplain. Yeah. I thought about doing that in the military, too, because, well, the first thing that enticed me towards it was that you were automatically a captain. <laughs> that couldn't hurt anything. <laughs> a nice three-figure paycheck. Yeah. The... yeah. If you become a chaplain in the military, you're automatically a captain. Yeah. So you automatically outrank a lot of people. A lot of people, including some officers. So There is some verses that lean towards... Uh, it's better to pray in private. Oh, yes. Rather than the whole look at me on the streets and trying to get the attention. Yeah, for sure. So it yeah. depends how you're approaching it. Yes, for sure. Um, and then there are some religions that says at this time you get down and pray. Five times a day even. Yeah. Yep. A little bit much. Those that will remain nameless. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen too many Christians who just drop to their knees and start praying in public. Unless something terrifying has happened. And yeah. That's a little different. But I mean, I pray when I go to church and that's pretty much it. Uh, we, As a family, we start our day here and we pray and stuff like that. And we do devotion and stuff together. But I can't even think, other than in a church, I can't think of the last time I outside in public prayed somewhere. Did just buying a lottery ticket? <laughs> I, I, I wait till I get home. <laughs> and then well, I pray. You, you pray in your own mind, right? Yes. Oh, I'm, I'm in that sense, I pray constantly all yeah. day. But um, setting aside a slice of time to sit and devote it in prayer and block out everything else, I don't do that in public, not much, if ever. Not so much because I'm embarrassed, because I stand up for people's rights and stuff a lot. I support that kind of thing. Yeah. But, um, like myself, if I was ever in a position where terrorists put a gun in my mouth and said, reject your religion or else you'll die, I'd die. I'd choose death. Just because I refuse. There's no way I would reject. Yeah. Because of that whole, deny me on earth and I'll deny you in heaven. That kind of thing. You know that, right? I don't recall that one. No? Jesus says, uh, if you deny me on earth, I will deny you before my Father in heaven. So if you say, I don't follow Jesus for any reason on earth, then when you get there, he will not be your lawyer, so, so to speak. Do you think that happened with uh, Peter? When he did, was it Peter? Uh, yeah, it was Peter. But he, he repented later. Yeah. And um, Jesus warned him ahead of time that it was going to happen, and he hugged him and said, that he still said he loved him, so uh, I don't think, it was temporary. Well, I don't think it's, uh, I don't think there's any real unforgivable, like, uh, you know, there's so many different sins, and I think you could yeah. do that as a sin and... And then come back from it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But in the, in the terror situation where you were, chose to pick, chose to pick... You were told to pick one. Yeah. That's bad. That's very bad. It's not very honorable. I think you'd probably still get to heaven. Oh, you could definitely repent afterwards. I, I, I think you'd get there and he'd just be like, oh, I'm ashamed of you. <laughs> that's that's not a good position to be in, though. That's no. bad. No, I had a mansion for you over there. There's your shack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're screwed. YouTube video somebody put together and it was just an animated thing it was uh, three people go to heaven after dying and God's talking to them and one of them's an atheist he tells them to step forward and he says uh, ask them before he asked, told them to step forward he said would either of you two be willing to trade places with this man and the other two stood fast and wouldn't move he said okay step forward he looked at the guy and he said You've never believed me in your entire life. He said, you held to your principles. He said, be at rest, my son, and send him off to heaven. He looked at the other two, and he said, where in my name does it say that you should judge somebody else on whether they're going to go to hell if you don't know what I'm going to want? Hmm. He said, you're supposed to be Christians. Why aren't you stepping up to take the place of the non-believer? 
That's and the they way. couldn't give him an answer. They said, but we believed you were just and would do the right thing. He said, okay, that still doesn't explain why you didn't step up and willingly to take his place because you were afraid I was going to send him to hell. That's the way I look at things too is I don't, I'm not going to decide who goes to hell and who doesn't. And it's, I have no idea. And I'll just be honest, I'm, I'll yeah. always say I have no idea. You know, maybe Hitler's in heaven. I have no idea. I have, uh, usually I, I, I could say I have an inkling. If I know somebody well enough, I could say I have a pretty good idea. But you'll never know, that's right. Here's where I, here's where I come up with this, though. This is a little bit confusing, but uh, there's a verse that says, uh, Every knee shall bow, and every tongue will confess in the end that Jesus is Lord. And then you have another verse that says, If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. So, if every knee is going to bow and confess in the end... Yes, and it also says that during that time there will be weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. And that the, the angels will force people to their knees if they have to, and force you to say it. Mm -hmm. So just because you're being forced to say it doesn't necessarily mean you believe it, <laughs> or you want to believe it. Uh, but that's a whole, that's one of those things that we'll never know until yeah. way until in the there. future. What's that? Until you're there. Until, that's right, until you're dead. I like to play yeah. devil, but you get a little embarrassed, so you probably most generally don't do it often, or most people would shy away from it. Yeah, a lot of people do. So I'm assuming you're referring to religious praying. As opposed to praying on something like you're uh, stealing from somebody or something like that. Ha 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 ha! Funny. <laughs> Do you pray? You mean like praying on innocent people? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, in public? <laughs> well, even then, you should pray on people in private if they know you're there. Um. Myself, I don't. I don't think I pray in public too much. Like I don't. I remember once a long time ago, I was in a food court with somebody who normally prayed, or they came from a religious family, and they said, "Do you do grace before your food?" And when I grew up, we didn't really do that. So I was like, "No, not really." But my first thought was, "You mean in public, right here?" It's like, "Hell no." <laughs> I've kind of gotten over that since then, but I still don't really do it in public unless there's a purpose. Like, I'll do it in church, and I'll do it in, if I'm led to do it in front of a group. In fact, I, I said I used to start classes with prayer. I just kind of, I've forgotten. I used to forget more often, and then I just stopped doing it. But not on purpose, it's just, it just kind of disappeared. Anything else? Why are you embarrassed to pray in public if, if someone were embarrassed? Uh, why? Yeah. People, uh, don't all have the same views as myself, so... Judgment. Judgment, yeah. Criticism. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, to each their own. I don't care if somebody prays in front of I'm not going to do, but... And again, there's also a church every 150 feet normally, so yeah. you can usually find a place to pray if you don't want to be out in public. Yeah, that's true. Even you know on what? the campus, we have a chapel that's open every day of the week. Interesting. It's not a religious it's institution. It's on the religious, there's oh. no set religion to it. Just anybody who wants to pray can go in and pray. It is but I'm at the university as a whole. No. It's not really no. religious, okay. No, just yeah. every university has a chapel. Acadia has a theology department that's yeah. a little different, but they do have a full-fledged chapel, same as any other campus. And any hospital does too. Yeah, yep. hospitals all have chapels. So I almost uh, worked there once. I almost became the, what do you call him? Chapel. The guy? The guy? The man? Mm -hmm. uh, padre? I think they were calling it Padre. Padre, there at the time. chaplain. Chaplain, yeah, that's... I think most of the time, if it's a non-denomination, it's just chaplain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I thought about doing that in the military, too, because, well, 
the first thing that enticed me towards it was that you were automatically a captain. <laughs> that couldn't hurt anyone. <laughs> a nice three-figure paycheck. Yeah. The... Yeah. If you become a chaplain in the military, you're automatically a captain. Yeah. So you automatically outrank a lot of people. A lot of people. Including some officers. So. There is some verses that lean towards... Uh, it's better to pray in private. Oh, yes. Rather than the whole look at me on the streets and trying to get the attention. Yeah, for sure. So it yeah. depends how you're approaching it. Yes, for sure. Um, and then there are some religions that says at this time you get down and pray. Five times a day even. Yeah. Yep. A little bit much. Those that will remain nameless. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I said, I don't think I've ever seen too many Christians who just drop to their knees and start praying in public. Unless something terrifying has happened. And yeah. That's a little different. But I mean, I pray when I go to church, and that's pretty much it. Uh, we, as a family, we start our day here, and we pray, and stuff like that. And we do devotion and stuff together, but I can't even think, other than in a church, I can't think of the last time I outside in public prayed somewhere Are just buying a lottery ticket <laughs> I, I, I wait till I get home <laughs> and then well, I pray. Anyway, you pray in your own mind right yes oh I'm, I'm in that sense I pray constantly all yeah. day but um, setting aside a slice of time to sit and devote it in prayer and block out everything else I don't do that in public not much if ever not so much because I'm embarrassed, because I stand up for people's rights and stuff a lot. I support that kind of thing. Yeah. But, um, like myself, if I was ever in a position where terrorists put a gun in my mouth and said, reject your religion or else you'll die, I'd die. I'd choose death. Just because I refuse. There's no way I would reject. Yeah. Because of that whole, deny me on earth and I'll deny you in heaven. That kind of thing. You know that, right? I don't recall that one. No? Jesus says, uh, if you deny me on earth, I will deny you before my Father in heaven. So if you say, I don't follow Jesus for any reason on earth, then when you get there, he will not be your lawyer, so, so to speak. Do you think that happened with uh, Peter? When he did, was it Peter? Uh, yeah, it was Peter. But he, he repented later. Yeah. And um, Jesus warned him ahead of time that it was going to happen and he hugged him and said that he still said he loved him so uh, I don't think it was temporary well I don't think it's uh, I don't think there's any real unforgivable like uh, you know there's so many different sins and I think you could yeah. do that as a sin and and then come back from it yeah I think so yeah yeah but in this in the terror situation where you were chose to pick chose to pick you were told to pick one. Yeah. That's bad. That's very bad. It's not very honorable. I think you'd probably still get to heaven. Oh, you could definitely repent afterwards. I, I, I think you'd get there and he'd just be like, oh, I'm ashamed of you. <laughs> that's that's not a good position to be in, though. That's no. bad. No, I had a mansion for you over there. There's your shack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're screwed. YouTube video somebody put together and it was just an animated thing it was uh, three people go to heaven after dying and God's talking to them and one of them's an atheist he tells them to step forward and he says uh, asked them before he asked, told them to step forward he said would either of you two be willing to trade places with this man and the other two stood fast and wouldn't move he said okay step forward he looked at the guy and he said You've never believed me in your entire life. He said, you held to your principles. He said, be at rest, my son, and sent him off to heaven. He looked at the other two, and he said, where in my name does it say that you should judge somebody else on whether they're going to go to hell if you don't know what I'm going to want? Hmm. He said, you're supposed to be Christians. Why aren't you stepping up to take the place of the non-believer? And the they way. couldn't give him an answer. They said, but we believed you were just and would do the right thing. He said, okay, that still doesn't explain why you didn't step up and willingly to take his place because you were afraid I was going to send him to hell. That's the way I look at things too, is I don't, I'm not going to decide who goes to hell and who doesn't. And 
it's I have no idea, and I'll just be honest. I all of us have no idea. You know, maybe Hitler's in heaven. I have no idea. I have uh, usually I I I could say I have an inkling. If I know somebody well enough, I could say I have a pretty good idea. But you'll never know. That's right. Here's where I here's where I come up with this. So this is a little bit confusing, but uh, there's a verse that says. Uh, Every knee shall bow, and every tongue will confess in the end that Jesus is Lord. And then you have another verse that says, If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. So, if every knee is going to bow and confess in the end. Yes, and it also says that during that time there will be weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. And that the, the angels will force people to their knees if they have to, and force you to say it. Mm-hmm. So just because you're being forced to say it doesn't necessarily mean you believe it <laughs> or you want to believe it. Uh, but that's a whole. That's one of those things that we'll never know until yeah, way until in the there. future. What's that? Until you're there. Until, that's right. Until you're dead. I like to play yeah. devil's advocate and find different contradictions and just uh, like it's interesting to explore them for sure. Yeah. I I just say I'm not going to pick a side. I have. I'm just not going to pick a side. Like I don't and I don't have to. Yeah. I, I still know I'm going to heaven, so it doesn't matter. How do you know? Faith. <laughs> There's one. Okay, faith in what? Faith in Jesus. There, that's it. Yeah. Some people say, they, can you ever do evangelism explosion? Yeah. Evangelism explosion. It's where they teach you how to evangelize to people who don't know it. I don't know. But the, the premise behind it is sound. I've done the course myself and the whole the main idea is they ask two questions. They say you ask everyone, they say uh, something like, have you come to a place in your spiritual life where if you died today you'd go to heaven? Or is that something you think you're still working on? Now everybody should say, I definitely know. Yeah. If they say I hope so or I think so or I don't know, there's a problem. Yeah. And the second one is uh if you died today and stood before God and he said, why should I let you into my heaven? What would you say? What would you say? Because you love me. Jesus, yeah. yeah. Mainly Jesus, yeah. Because it says in the Bible, uh, if you believe in my name, Jesus, not God necessarily. If you believe in me, you will be saved. Not hopefully, or maybe, or might. So personally, I've got that on my side, right? Yes. Personally? Yeah. But I'm not willing to say... That someone who doesn't have that is not going to make it. That's not for me to say. It's not for me to That's decide. True. That's so true. We'll yeah. see on the That's other where side. I run into religions that say, oh, well, you have to believe this or you're going to hell. It's like, uh uh. I don't have to do what you say. Yeah. It's what I, he says in the end that matters. I honestly yeah. hate religion, to be honest with you, which might sound contradictory, but I, I hate it. For me, it's not religion I have an issue with, it's organized religion that's been twisted. Yeah. That's Which, where I've ran into problems in the past where I stopped going to church for years and years and years because it had been twisted by the yeah. locals or I didn't like that particular... That's why like sometimes you can step back and just kind of look at things and like, hmm, you see a lot of traditions and things that were introduced by man, but it was never in the original. Here's a loud pop sound. It is the sound of his hamstring popping off of his leg. Instantly, he hits the track right on the ground, and you start to see tears coming from his face. His vision was to be an Olympic medalist, and he broke the British record. He qualified for the Olympics in 1988, won a world championship with his team. He's favored to be a medalist at the Barcelona Olympics, and he's on the track preparing for the first event. He's running faster and faster, building momentum, building confidence, building belief in himself that he is capable of achieving his childhood dream. He's out leading the pack, and all of a sudden, after about 150 meters, he hears a loud pop sound. And this sound is the sound of his hamstring popping off his leg and ripping his hamstring. And instantly, he hits the track right on the ground and you start to see tears coming from his face. He can't just get up and sprint, but he has this deep 
dark desire inside of him to at least get up and try to finish. He starts hobbling one step at a time, hobbling, just trying to finish and complete what he started with this dream he had. And then a little bit farther, as he keeps going, you see a man sprinting down from the stadium, the Olympic arena. No one's allowed to come down on the track, and someone gets through security, pushes through the audiences, and comes to the rescue of this runner. This runner's father sprinted down and carried him, put his arm around his son, and they continued hobbling together and walking together, and he encouraged him to finish the race. And as they continued down the last 50 meters, they walk to the finish line together, arm in arm, and complete what they started. No matter what happens along our journey, no matter if we get injured, no matter if we have a setback, it's always important to remember that failure is just a bend in the road. It's not the end of the road. And no matter where you're at in your life, just notice, are you bending or do you think it's an end for yourself? And usually it's just a bend. And all you need to do is take the next step and keep moving forward. I don't remember anything else about the 1992 Olympics. I don't remember who won the gold medal that year. I don't remember who broke the world records in other events. I don't remember what else happened during that time. But I remember the story of Derek Redman and his father. I remember the passion. I remember the pain. I remember what it felt like to see and witness this inspirational moment, this heartache to heroic moments, seeing someone fight for his life to complete what he started, to watch his whole dreams crumble right before him, but not allow it to hold him back from completing what he started. So, as some of you might know, on our store we have a loyalty program that I call Bujin Bucks. And a couple of people have mentioned that they have a hard time registering for that, or they didn't get their Bujin Bucks on their birthday, because on your birthday you get bonus Bujin Bucks. So, I thought I'd very quickly run through how to set up your birthday on our store. So, if you go to our website, DivineWarriorNijutsu.com, and then you navigate to the store in the menu from there, once you get to the store, you'll notice down on the bottom left a little tag that says Bujin Bucks. First thing you want to do is click on there. Second thing you want to do is log in. So you're going to click the login button. And if you haven't created a store account, not the same as um, the website accounts or the online stores, the online courses or anything like that, I'm going to log in really quickly here for myself. Now, once you log in, you want to go back to that same tag in the bottom left corner of the store, Bujin Bucks. Click it again, and it will open to something new this time. So, you'll see the tag there that says Earn More Bujin Bucks. So, what you're going to want to do is click on that to earn more Bujin Bucks. So, you'll see things such as like on Facebook, which earns you a Bujin Buck. Sharing on Facebook earns you a Bujin Buck. Following on Instagram. Sharing on Twitter. Following on Twitter. And then below that, you'll see celebrate a birthday. And if you click on save date, you can enter your date information there for your birthday. And then click save. And then every time you have a birthday, you get Bujin Bucks, which translate one for one to money. So that means if you have 10 Bujin Bucks, you get $10 off of a purchase whenever you want to. You don't have to use it. You can bank them for a little while. There's also uh, other ways that you can earn money, but I'll let you explore that on your own. The basic thing was that somebody couldn't figure out how to enter their birthday because their birthday went by and they didn't get their Bujin Bucks. So I told them that they needed to enter their birthday. So that's how you do it. I encourage you to do it. A lot of people will earn Bujin Bucks for reasons that they're not even aware of 
every time you make a purchase, you earn a Bujin buck. So if you're someone that makes regular purchases there or pays for services there, you're making money as you do it. So there's no sense in wasting that. You might as well sign up and take advantage of it. So how do you make it? How do you overcome the odds? So how did I get here? Hardest workers in the room, it's how we do it. It's always you versus you. You gotta be the one to get up every morning, be disciplined, put in the consistent daily hard work because that gains success. No coach, no trainer, no mentor. It's blood, sweat, and respect. The first two we give, the last one we earn. You're gonna get your ass kicked, we're gonna get the shit kicked out of us. You gotta get up, you gotta have faith. You gotta put in the work with your own two hands. You're gonna get your ass kicked, that's okay, but you gotta have that warrior mana, that spirit in here. I'm out working all my competition. I get to the gym determined, focused. Friday night, empty gym, the way we like it. We gonna get focused! Welcome to hell on a Friday night. So there's no substitute for hard work here. Digging deep, when you're finding your medal, when you're focused, you're determined, you're ready to finish the race. Kick that ass. Kick that ass. have a tendency to lead to success. The walk of pain has begun. It's leg day, which means it's going to be sweaty, painful, and fun, just like my date nights. Just finished leg day, and it was a motherfucker. <laughs> It's the kind of leg workout that's so challenging that you just want to slap somebody like that's how good it would. Maybe that's just me. It's probably just me because I'm a masochist. But <laughs> you want to be hungry. If you know what it's like to be hungry, you'll never be full. It's one thing to be hungry. It's another thing when you're starving for greatness and starving for success. I know what it's like to operate every single day, regardless of the success that I've been a lucky son of a bitch to achieve. I operate every day as if I'm starving, so keep starving. Just me alone in my thoughts. I train alone. I prepare alone. I get after it alone. a.m. It's still dark outside. Look at that. The lights just went out, and I'm getting ready to kill this AM cardio. You can't even see me, but it's going to be so good, it's bad. Society try to tell you that what you're doing is wrong. Nothing says we have to do what society says. You pick your life. You choose what makes you happy, and go get it. Go out Make your own choices, make your own life, choose your life. Don't let life choose you. You determine what makes you happy, and most importantly, go get that shit.
it was asked of me how I got started. And I, I kind of covered this once before in one of my videos on YouTube. But uh, I can briefly go over it again, especially since there's a possibility I may cover something that I missed the first time. So I basically got started when I was about 10 years old. Um, when I was quite young, younger than that, I was bullied a lot. Some people say they were bullied, but for me, I was insanely bullied by everybody. So many different people, constantly, all the time. And I don't understand why. I think it had something to do with my... Well, let's just, uh, let's just boil it down to unseen um, forces, not, not creepy in that creepy kind of way. Just like, you know, like things going on that are big above our pay grade. So we'll just leave it at that. Um, but as a kid, I didn't understand. I was just being picked on and I was getting pissed off and... I had originally fallen in love with Superman, the story of Superman. I was a geek in that sense. I loved it. I watched the Christopher Reeve version of those movies over and over. I had every line memorized and man, do I ever wish I could have become him. In hindsight, I do see now that it was probably because I was bullied and that was a power. It was an ability to get revenge or at least, if not revenge, then at least to <clears throat> self-preservation to rise above and maybe even to save other people who were in the same situation I don't know I'm not sure um, it's just a thought I suppose but anyway obviously Superman is impossible to achieve Supermanism or whatever it was totally fictional and then as I got closer to 10 I came across a story movies you know late night movies and television and I discovered the ninja those movies were amazing it was magic and I quickly realized that this is more in the realm of realism this is not like Superman where it's completely fictional I cannot fly I cannot get supernatural power strength right so no, but the ninja, while some people may claim that they were not real, like if you had asked my parents at the time, they would say that I was delusional and wanting to become a ninja is not possible because they're not real. But uh, And there's still people that say that today. But uh, as we know, it is quite possible. Uh, not easy, but possible. Not the same thing. So I decided, okay, that's what I'm going to do. Now... Right at the turn of 10 years old, I studied out of books I could get a hold of on Nijutsu and the original Ninja magazine that was coming out at the time. I soaked that up like crazy. And I would run to the mailbox every day waiting for my next issue. That was it. That was the source, right? So uh, I loved it. Now, uh, I never was big on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for some reason. It just didn't. It was too far-fetched. I was like, eh. You know, so I, I was never that guy. I didn't like... I watched uh, some of the newer movies and stuff, the live-action movies and stuff like that, but I wasn't a huge Ninja Turtles fan. Anyway, not the point. So, I, um, the funny thing is, though, at the time, is that there was no ninjutsu or any claim of ninjutsu anywhere near me. I was in total isolation as far as this part of the world. I grew up in Eastern Canada. There was no inkling of ninjutsu anywhere around me. Now there was all kinds of other things. Where I lived was saturated. The market was completely saturated with other styles. There was karate everywhere, taekwondo everywhere, and everything else you could think of. Judo and Aikido and um, kendo and who knows what else they, they were everywhere like you could literally throw a stone in any direction and hit them and if you looked up martial arts in the phone book at the time there was like three full pages in the yellow pages of small small print ads 
That's how many there were. But uh, I had never tried any other style because I was set on what I wanted. I'd never had any inclination to try another style. I was never a second best kind of person. Like, ah, well, I, you know, I can always do karate, I guess. No interest at all. So I didn't. Um, what I did do was self-train. I had books and then the, um, the magazines and I had my own bow and arrow that uh, was uh, bought, cheap, but bought. And uh, I had access to the woods, the forest and rivers and I did all that stuff. But it wasn't long that I had found an article in one of the ninja magazines about a guy who did live in central Canada who was uh, one of the first fifth dans in the country. So I wrote him. Of course, I still was too young to drive or anything. Early, early, uh, oh gee, how old would I have been then? Um, just after 10, maybe. Might have even still been 10. I, I really can't remember exactly. Anyway, um, he said, uh, he wrote me back or called me or both eventually, and said um, that there was a guy who is from Moncton originally, who's been training with him for some time, and he's moving back to my city. And he said he's going to be there soon, and uh, he can, he'll probably give you a call and see if you're interested. And I'm like, am I interested? It's like, hell yeah! So anyway, short story, uh, he did call. I convinced my parents that this was a great idea, and I got drives three times a week with my school teachers after school to take me to a different school where he was teaching at another gym. Uh, and at the time, it was by invitation only. You couldn't just walk in. You had to know someone, and he called me directly to because obviously I was referred to him, and he called me to come in. And it was three days a week, three hours each class so I was training nine hours a week and uh, I did that for quite a long time Whew. Um, I never really intended to be a teacher it was never my goal I even remember one point where I said I have no intention of becoming a teacher I am a lifelong student this stuff is so awesome I'm going to dedicate myself to it forever I joined the military eventually when I was old enough. I um, was asked by my unit to teach the unit, and I declined at the time. Uh, but I had a lot of other things going on in my life. I was early 20s then, and I was not in the right place at the time. I guess the timing was just terrible. Uh, I've made some friends in the military and would train a couple of them privately. That's about all. But... Um, I just kind of, I, I trained it privately only because it was fun and I really, it was a chance for me to keep practicing. I really didn't want to be a teacher. It wasn't a class. I only had like, I think at once there was three, but I don't, I, I can remember only like two of them coming at any one time and usually only one of them. So it was really just me and him. Um, and then... I went, eventually, when I was older, I went to Japan because I thought I was ready for that stage of my my growth, and I was encouraged to do it, and then it kind of fell on my lap in a strange way. I'm a Christian. I am not uh, an atheist or a Buddhist, for sure, which... Uh, you know, like Asian martial arts, they tend to have a lot of Buddhism or Shintoism mixed. So that part of it I struggled with a little bit. Um, that's an understatement. I actually struggled with it a lot, but I just don't want to get into it right now. But it did occur to me one day, I felt this call, I guess you could say. Like that old saying, uh, many are called, few are chosen. So I, I felt this tug, and I'm like, hey, um, I go to this awesome church. Uh, I've, I'm not really in teach mode right now, but 
I see an opportunity and not just an opportunity, but an urge from these unseen forces that we talked about earlier, which is kind of related to my, my faith. So they pushed me and I considered and I, I thought on it and eventually I approached somebody at the church and said, Hey, I want to teach martial arts out of the basement gym. They have nice facilities here. Um, and I thought it was a way at the time to get people into it, uh, not just martial arts, but into the church and good people. Like it was, I suppose it was a way to filter out bad people who would misuse ninjutsu and get people who were good people, but not necessarily Christian people. So I was getting Christians, people who were part of the church were doing it. And I was getting people from the community who didn't go to church. But uh, there was an understanding that I was a Christian and I didn't force it down anyone's throat. And they understood that I wasn't going to uh, teach Buddhist, the Buddhist side of it. Like there was even one guy who said, I am interested in the Buddhist side, if you don't mind. And I'm like, I didn't even know how to respond. But basically that was never going to happen. Um, now I don't, uh, pollute it or anything with extremism. Like we don't sit down in the middle of a class and I don't make everyone pull out their Bibles or anything like that. But, uh, where I am a Christian, I'm going to lead the classes from my principles and my morals and ethics. And, um, I'm going to run the class in that manner. So I'm not going to you know, I'm not going to cuss and swear in the middle of class necessarily. I'm going to, for some time I was opening with prayer and other times I wasn't. Uh, it really, I meant to, I just, it, I forgot sometimes and, uh, you know, it's a lot going on and, uh, whew. so I guess the, the short version is I got here par partially by accident, but partially by urging of I think God and not myself. And I struggled a long time with the Buddhist side and I feel like he eventually said, hey, it's okay, man. It's uh, You don't have to be a practicing Buddhist to enjoy what you love. And I think that he put a desire for martial arts, specifically ninjutsu, inside of me. And I was eventually given the okay, I feel, to do it without guilt or nothing like that. And if people who are other Christians want someone in the same boat as me, that's all the better. And if someone who's an outsider who has come in, who has no thoughts of Christianity whatsoever, want to do it, that's great too. I'm not going to force them to become a Christian, but I'm also not going to tolerate any uh, crap. You know, like if someone comes in, um, I was going to give an example of one of my students, but it's difficult to talk about without giving away too much information. Let's just say he was part of a gang and uh, he had aff affiliations with a gang and I was pretty straightforward. I didn't say, you know, you can't come in unless you quit or some, anything like that. But I did say, you know, I don't agree with that and I won't tolerate any of that crap in my classroom. So uh, I drew lines. People knew where those lines were. And as long as we were um, on the same page with each other, everything went well. But I guess that's kind of, now we're, we're kind of on a tandem here, outside of the scope of the original question. But How did I get started? That was it. So I, it started very young. It matured with me. Uh, I feel like it was a God-given desire. And it has a God-given purpose. And whether or not you... you who are listening believe in that or not is really irrelevant because the end goal is I'm still having fun. I'm still enjoying myself and my life is still successful. And I'm very happy with the way it's been going. So uh, whether someone else is jealous of my success or jealous of my happiness, I could care less. And that's that. That's a wrap for another edition of the Divine Warrior Ninjutsu Podcast. If you want to get a hold of us, you can go to DivineWarriorNinjutsu.com or contact me directly at DivineWarriorNinjutsu at gmail.com.